Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the accountant's trap. It's where accountants are not getting paid for their value and are forced to work long hours with high demanding clients with little pay. Well, how do you escape the trap? One way is the topic of today's episode, and that's by optimizing your sales so you can increase your revenue with less stress. To help me with the discussion, I've invited Michelle Weinstein, the pitch queen for accountants. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I and I love how you did the intro because I call it like your freedom formula. So if you can get your sales down and learn how to convert, you can have freedom and peace of mind and oh. spend more time with your kids and family instead of being stressed out every day. Well, I love that. And and let's let's talk about that. You call yourself the pitch queen for accountants. So why is that? Yeah. So the pitch queen was my brand that I started. Um, I think it was like 2016, 2017. And then a branch of the pitch queen is called the abundant accountant. And that's my main business. But okay. the pitch queen is just instead of going by my full name, because Michelle Weinstein, there's uh, my last name's not associated with someone I want to be associated with. So I was like, well, okay. in case I get married too, what what do I want to be known as? And yeah. the pitch queen was available on the URL and on the social handles. So that's the name I chose when I went all in um, on sales coaching. And then I specifically work with accounting firms, bookkeeping firms, um, tax advisory, CFO service firms like you work with. Mm-hmm. And and that's been my main focal point. So and I you, chose, oh, uh-huh. go ahead. No, go ahead. No. So, and I was just saying like, I chose that because my journey actually began in finance. I was a financial analyst and I was always working with accountants at the time, right out of college. And I said, I always want to really work with smart people. And so that's how I got started in 2018. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and you are essentially, you, you, you're focusing on helping accountants and bookkeepers, anybody really in the, in the, uh, that owner of practice sell better. Yeah. Why, why are you, why did you choose that? And of all the things, why uh-huh. helping them sell, improve their sales and optimize their sales? It's a great question. And thank you so much for asking that because <laughs> I truly believe just like on any P and L, if you don't have top line revenue, if you don't mm. have sales, you have a hobby. And I was helping one of my friends grow her business and she focuses sort of like you with CFO services, but hers is specifically tax planning. I talked to over a thousand firm owners. Everyone was burnt out. A lot of people had health issues, anxiety, depression, didn't really like their firm anymore, just really frustrated with everything. They were missing out on quality time with family and friends and just, you know, we're really thinking like this is impossible to keep up. And I said, you can be really, really smart, which by the way, I know you are intelligent, most CPAs, EAs, masters in tax, like so many degrees. But if you can't sell the services to the client and have Mm. them, number one, pay you, number two, sign an engagement letter and do it all up front so you don't have accounts receivable, then you don't really have a great business. You're going to be burnt out. You're going to have health issues. And that's when typically I meet people unless they come to me when they're in a job and thinking about starting their firm. And in the beginning stages, because you can take the preventative approach too and set up a sales process, you never have to have any of those challenges. And so that was my really main mission was how do you, 
how do you create this culture in your firm where you lead with revenue and yeah. then yes you have to be smart and you have to have the technical competence but you also have the confidence and certainty that you can enroll a client and feel good about it and have them feel good about your experience yeah. so you don't have to end up with a low margin business burnt out working endless hours like you know burning the candle at both ends that's typically how i meet people yeah yeah i agree i, I think that's a, a major problem which is i mean literally why we call this podcast escaping the accountant's trap because it's a trap and i and i'm curious I, i'm i'm curious as to uh, we all know that that most accountants don't necessarily get into accounting because they love sales and marketing <laughs> they <No>. they <laughs> right they're they're they love what they do they love the 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 numbers or the organization or whatever reason they got into it and so yeah. therefore they struggle with the sales and marketing what would you say to those accountants out there to help them sort of overcome their fear of sales well i think the number one thing to think about is you have to get to the place where you're sick and tired of the way things have been going mm. so i'll give you an example one of our clients rachel she was charging maybe 75 bucks to 80 bucks an hour pretty high level bookkeeper um and does monthly accounting services for clients she was getting about five thousand dollars a month in her firm and Typically, when I meet someone, you know your prices are too low. Yeah. I mean, how many of you listening <laughs> are thinking, I know my prices are too low, but I'm terrified that I'm going to lose any clients I have, even if you only have four clients like I yep. think she had. I was guilty of that. I was Were you guilty, guilty of, that. of that? Okay. Yep. And she also knew she wanted to bring on new clients, but she didn't have a system to do so because clearly her current system or lack of... Mm -hmm was having her charge $70, $80 an hour. She was barely making month to month, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And she didn't want, she didn't know how to say no to answering questions too. And I think a lot of you know the answers to your client's questions. So you answer them right away. When really at that point, you're giving away your inventory for free. You're, right. you're, you have to stop giving away your expertise and your knowledge away for free. Just because you know the answer doesn't mean you need to spit it out. People have to pay for that. That's all creating a sales process in your firm. So yep. she was sick and tired of it. And I think until you become sick and tired of the way things are going, you probably won't make a change because us as human beings, we don't like to make change. So she knew she her firm couldn't stay that way. She had like $20,000 in student loans. She had an 18-month son she had to provide for that she wasn't seeing. Yeah. And she knew there was a better way. And she actually found us, I think, I think, oh no, she was a referral. But a lot of you meet us through our Facebook ads or whatever, or maybe, you know, like through Adam. And um, she said, Michelle, I really want to make $10,000 a month, minimum, like right away. And I said, that's not a problem. You know, it'll happen. And literally eight weeks later, she landed a $50,000 client. Wow. Yeah. So it's because she got confident on having a sales process. I think if you're winging it and you have a fly-by-night operation and you're just going meeting to meeting to meeting, you're answering client questions, you're answering every email, you're not charging for any of this and you're just going with the flow, that's not a success recipe for your firm. That's yeah. a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for high AR. That's a recipe for burnout and it's a recipe for stress and anxiety and not really liking the work that you're doing. Yeah. So 
I truly believe that when you have that sales process, then you can have the confidence that you need because when you have something that works with repeatable steps, and I know a lot of firm owners like structure, when you mm-hmm. have a structure to follow, just like if you were doing a tax return or if you were doing someone's QuickBooks or you know, if you were doing someone's projections for financials, you have a process. Well, for communicating and connecting with clients, you also have a process. Yeah. And you have to follow it because otherwise you're going to end up giving discounts. You're going to end up burning yourself out, working 16, 18, 24 hour days. I've heard all the things, but it's until you get sick and tired of the way things are going, it's probably not going to change. So hopefully that answers your question. No, it does. I I completely agree with you. it's, it's, it's where people to, to your point, I get sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> they want to get, yeah. they want to make a change and they, they want that work-life balance they and they want to be able to make more money while maintaining the work-life balance. And that's, yeah. that's just hard under most accounting or bookkeeping firms current setup because yeah. they don't really have a system to your point. We'll get into the system in just a second, but I wanted to highlight something you said. I love your analogy of the inventory. When you, when a, when a client asks you a question, and you yep. give them answers, especially advice-related answers or advisor-related yep. answers. I love how you use the word inventory because that paints a word picture of you literally taking inventory that you've paid for off the shelf in your retail store and handing it to a customer for free. For free. That's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Back in the day, Adam, I had a meal manufacturing business. We had a mm-hmm. lot of inventory. We had inventory in our retail store. We had inventory in our kitchen, refrigerators, dry storage, freezer, and everything. There is not one minute where I would say, oh, yeah, here's, you know, a whole box of 40 (laughs) pounds of chicken that we just paid $100 for. And we had lots of this. And you had the finished product, right? But in a service-based business like what we have, if you start just answering questions for clients, number one, you might lose them because they're going to think they can do it on their own, Mm. which there's no value to something free either. Right. So- have you ever gotten some free advice, Adam? And I don't know, maybe you have a personal story where someone just said, hey, you know what, you should do this, you should do that. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's perfect. I'm going to do that. And then you never do it. Hey there, Adam here from the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to a free masterclass that we're conducting this Thursday called How to Start a CFO Service. To register, just go to thecfoproject.com and click free training at the top. See you then. Yeah, like 98% of the advice I get for free <laughs> or the advice you see online on all these you know, content websites. Yeah, because it's mostly information. And without right. transformation, which is human support, accountability, having someone help you do it, you're not going to get anywhere. So yeah. like with my program, with the Abundant Accountant, we have an eight-week sales mastery training where we train on how to create a sales process in your firm. If I just told you how to do it right now, you're not going to do anything. However, if you make an investment of money and time, then you're now bound to create an end result of what you want, just like all my clients have done. Rachel, Danielle, I mean, Danielle's another client of mine. Um, Similar business model, Adam, to I think yours. She doesn't do CFO services, but monthly accounting, And, you know, she was ready to close her doors. She was frustrated. She, again, just like Rachel, thought she was going to lose our clients, didn't know how to charge for her prices, didn't know how to get paid up front, didn't have a process. 
And um, she always was competing on price. And that's another mistake I think people mm -hmm. make is that Absolutely. we compare, oh, well, someone in my town is doing it for this amount, so I have to do it a little bit lower. Well, why are you going to work so hard for so little reward? That yeah. makes no sense. And you want to stand out, so you should be the most expensive investment in town. And then people start to go, hmm, that's interesting. And anyway, she raised her fees by over 300%, just actually 300%. To all her clients, she was terrified she was going to lose them all, didn't lose one, and now her revenue tripled, and she's doing 15000 a month of reoccurring wow. revenue. Yeah, and that's because she had a system to enroll high-paying clients and to upgrade the current clients that you have to get to the level where they should be paying. But most of us have never increased our fees substantially because we're like, hey, they've been with us 5, 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Why would I do that, Michelle? I'm never going to... They're never going to stay around. And it's like, I had a client yesterday in our group coaching call, uh, Wendy, and she's like, Michelle, I didn't raise my fees high enough. I needed to lose 25% of my volume and everyone engaged. And I have $50,000 in my bank account wow. that I've never had before. That's fantastic. And that's, but the fear is what stops us from yeah. doing anything. Yep. And again, you have to be able to invest in yourself at a high level before you can get a client to invest in you at a high level. Yeah. So just remember, if it's for free and you're giving your inventory away for free, no one's going to value it. And you're basically just giving boxes of chicken for free. Or if you're That's at right. Target, they're just walking out with shopping bags and not paying for it. That's what happens to connect something visually for you right now if you answer a client questions for free. Yeah. That's what happens. And I don't think you want that. I think everyone here would like to triple their revenue or double it right. and get paid what you're worth and have a system to enroll and not feel like you're swimming in this ocean of unpaid work. Because unpaid work, unpaid advice, unpaid uh, anything, or what about discounts? You know, some of you are discounting just to try to get the client and think that later they're going to pay you more. That's yeah. not a sales process, anybody. That's a process for disaster and for a bunch of AR and for you to be disappointed in doing the client work. Yeah, I agree with you, 100%. Uh, you've, you've mentioned a lot of mindset words, like competence, like having yep. a sales process helps you with confidence. You totally. mentioned the fear factor. Uh, how much of winning with sales or increasing your revenue with sales has to do with your mindset? Um... I would say, I don't even know, between 50 and 90% okay. of it's going to be your mindset. I agree. I think it's high. I think it's high. Yeah. It's going to be really high. However, to make the shift in your mindset can happen quickly. And that's the beauty of it. However, the only thing that I'm going to request that you make an observation of is how closed off are you to new ideas? Mm. Because some of us have been stuck in our own way for so long yeah. that that's typically what I see as the number one challenge for many firm owners is that we have to get out of our own way. Once you can get out of your own way, and you're open to the possibility of something different because what you've been doing hasn't been working, the mindset shift is quick. I've seen it happen within like yeah. a day of someone working with us. Wow. I've also seen it happen two, three months down the road or a year where they're like, Michelle, it finally clicked. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's just how closed off are you going to be? So if you are willing to open the door and invite new friends into your home, which are possibilities of some different way, the mindset shift can happen where you will gain confidence, you will gain clarity, and you will gain a lot of certainty out of this, out of your ability that this is possible. Because Adam, when I started this, I took a beta, I had a beta class of 10 firm owners because I said, let me prove this to myself first before I like start a whole business. So I took 10 firm owners. They all made a shift in an eight week period. They all increased their revenue between 10 and $80,000. And they all completed the work and had a sales process by the end of it. So who knows where they're at now in their firms? You know, that was in 2018. But just by proving that this worked with 10 people that didn't know anything about sales, all CPAs, EAs, bookkeepers, accounting firm owners, CFO services, tax resolution firms, like I had a variety of people, tells me that also I want you to know, because this is a glimpse of hope, sales can be taught. This is a skill set that you just haven't been taught and it's not your fault. So you just don't know, you don't have the tools in your toolbox and we have to put those tools in so you can have a transformational experience in your firm, which also lends to you helping more clients, which is what people want. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't remember a day where I was taught sales in college. (laughs) No, it's not taught, you know? And, but and we have to get past those beliefs, right? So some of the absolutely. beliefs that people have, Adam, is like, well, Michelle, I'm just lucky to have clients. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. If that's your mindset, it will be harder to shift it, right? Or, you know, I'll just get through this next tax season or this next year and I'll make the changes and I'll figure it out later. If you keep saying that to yourself every year and not make a change, that's all mindset driven and related. Right. Or it's like, I feel stuck. I felt overwhelmed for five years and I just don't know what to do. But, you know, I see it working for them. But why, how, why would it work for me? Yeah. I think the other benefit of confidence is that if you're confident in yourself, then you're going to come across confident to your prospects, which is going to make them feel more confident in your ability to do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And everybody wins. Yeah. Confidence. I always talk to my class and teach people. People buy confidence. Oh, absolutely. I went to here, and I know we were talking about our dogs earlier, Adam, but my (laughs) dog's been having eye problems, and I've seen this one eye doctor now three or four times. I just wasn't getting confident answers from him, right? Like, And I know with animals, there's a lot of uncertainty and vagueness. So I booked another appointment with another eye doctor today, this morning, and had a second opinion she exuded a little bit more confidence than the last guy. So I canceled our other follow-up appointment. And I said, I'm going to give this woman a try. Mm. Because even at a vet, <laughs> confidence is what people are looking for. We, we just want certainty. We just want confidence. And we just want answers. Yep. So do your clients. And that's what sales is about. It's not that you have to be pushy, sleazy, or anything like that. That's just our beliefs because we all had a bad car experience purchase. We all went to the mall and there's people handing out things to us that we don't need. Yeah. Those are the experiences that created this idea of what sales meant. Yeah. But when we talk about sales at the abundant account, we talk about it as enrollment. Mm. 
and, and getting paid val your value and getting paid your worth. Because I'm sure you've seen the statistic, but 97% of firm owners feel overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated. Mm, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very high percentage. Yeah. And my mission is to change that one firm owner at a time. Love and it, it happens. You know, it's it's interesting that that example you gave of the two veterinarians. Yeah. The 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 previous veterinarian, the one that you essentially fired, could be more knowledgeable and have more experience in totally. treating your dog. But because they weren't as exude the competence, he yeah. didn't get the business. Yeah, I mean, I, so I felt like I was just. Matter. It doesn't. No, and that's right. the thing. <laughs> That yeah. like most people are like, well, Michelle, you know, I'll do the sales process, but I want to get my CPA. I want to get my EA. I'm exactly. working on my master's degree. And I'm like, you don't need any of that. <laughs> as long as you have knowledge in your technical ability and your skill set and you can exude that and yeah. the work right. you do follows it, then that's fine. Like they were talking about that my dog might need a eye grafting surgery because she poked her eyeball about a week ago. The other doctors, well, this and well, she might have dry eye and well that and I'm like well well can I get a little bit more yeah. like I'm paying you a lot of money for all these specialty vet appointments like let's get some I know that you don't have all the answers I understand that and I know that this changes on a daily basis depending on how where their health goes and they don't talk to us so it even makes it more difficult but I mean it was a different experience today mm. and I have no idea about their backgrounds I didn't look them up nor do I care yeah I just uh, I'll give you another example of this, Adam. Okay. When my dog was a puppy, she was four months old. I was actually going home to Seattle. Um, we were going on a little trip and she stayed with a family at the time that was babysitting her. They took her eye off her. They had a bag of rice on the mm. ground in the kitchen. She decided to nip a hole in the bag and started eating all the rice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, rice expands. It was all raw. So she had to have emergency surgery. So I'm around calling all the vets in San Diego, trying to find her a vet. Got her in. Um, I, the doctor calls me like, your dog needs um, emergency surgery like right now because this is raw rice and it's expanding and she will dehydrate and die. Oh, wow. And he goes, I'm not a specialist in the surgery but I am confident I can do it right now and she'll be fine and she'll live and she'll be healthy. And I said, great. Yeah. He even said, I'm not a specialist in this. I called the specialty hospitals. Everyone's booked out and this needs to get done within the next hour or two at the light. You know, otherwise that's it. And I'm like, just do it. Yeah. You know, and he's like, it's going to be $2,000. I go, I don't care. Just, just do it. And I'm out of town anyway. And he said, you know, we're not a 24-hour hospital, so she'll have to go over there. I'll call and coordinate it, and the family can take her over there. No problem. But he exuded confidence, mm. and that's what sells. I didn't even need to hear anything about where he went to school or nothing. I mean, I met this doctor because I never even met this doctor. I just was finding someone that would take her in yeah. right away. Um for just a regular point, we probably should have just went right to the ER. That would have been a smarter thing, but I didn't know how bad it was. Like I had no idea. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, confidence. And, and he was certain he had certainty in his communication. Yeah. 
that I think no. is a valuable lesson, valuable lesson. <laughs> well, sure. Michelle, we're, we're almost out of time, but if somebody listening and they're thinking, yeah, I would like to get some sales help from the pitch queen, where can they go? Yes. So the best place to go would be to go to the abundantcall.com. If you own a firm, number one, and you have high level services, so you're working with Adam, you're offering CFO services, you do monthly accounting, bookkeeping or planning or resolution type work. You know, this is not for like 1040 business is more um, compliance commodity type work. But if you offer monthly services and recurring revenue and you want to increase that, but you feel totally underpaid, overworked and unfulfilled, then make sure to go to the abundantcall.com. We'll book a call and then I'll send you some stuff to review before a call. And I'm going to send you a webinar I made on the steps of the sales process too that I'd mm. want you to watch because it's under, it's really important to understand the principles, but we'll dive deep on each of your firms and just really be able to see where is it that you've been stuck and where do you want to go? And that's oh. what we do on our calls. So just make sure to go to theabundantcall.com to book your call with me and my team. And um, we look forward to seeing how you can feel free and be on that freedom plan. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was, I can talk about this all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. To everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye yep. for now.